0: Welcome to this episode of Sat Line. As always, I'm your host, Emmett Ross. Oliver currently is on vacation, so that's why you may not hear him today. That, uh, this, yeah, that's why he's on vacation. I actually say you will not hear him today, because you obviously won't hear him because he's currently on vacation. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, trust me today. I commend you. Right, nearly this episode of Statline. I think it's episode twenty-four. I think it's twenty-four. It doesn't matter that much, but I think it's episode twenty-four. We'll say it's episode twenty-four. Um, so in today's episode, we have I'm gonna give top three players to every position. This is for fantasy football and the top three sleepers. Um, Falcons became the first team to get hundred percent vaccinated. We need some Falcons trivia because I'm a Falcons fan. Um, and why not? Um, and we're just going to cover some NBA news. Marcus Smart, uh, signed a four-year deal worth 77, mi- $77 million. There was a big trade between the Clippers and the Grizzlies. And Joel Embiid signed a four-year extension. Uh, let's get start with the, this episode of the stat line. So, um, top three players every position. i um, see what every fanny, fantasy position, which, um, I guess you didn't know what that is. Sorry, this is just my outline. Um. We have quarterback, running back. You have one quarterback, two running backs, one tight end, two wide receivers. A flex, which is a running back, a tight end, or a wide receiver. Um, you have a kicker and a defensive start, which is just like defensive starters. So, if I pick the Rams, and on week thirteen, I played them on week thirteen, then that means that week. Um, there's all these different points that go into it. Um, it's just all the starters for that team that week, and then you have some bench players too. So I'm just gonna uh, let's get started with this episode of Sat line as I just said a little bit ago. Um, so we're gonna start with my top three quarterbacks. First, of course, is Patrick Mahomes. Um, don't draft him too early though. Unlo- uh, don't draft him too early though if you get him. Because there is not that much of a... Quarterback is a really deep position in fantasy football. And if you get Patrick Mahomes first in, like, the third round, or let's say you get the number four quarterback, which would be probably Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson this year, um, you draft him fourth, he'll only probably put up one less fantasy point. Uh, one less fantasy point a game, uh, and that's not big of a difference. Quarterback is probably the most deep position in all of fantasy football and all of football, of course. Um, so number one is Patrick Mahomes. At number two, I have Kyler Murray. Um, the Cardinals have a easy schedule. I'm not sure what it is. I think it's eighth or fourth. I I can't remember this information right now. Um, he said he wants to rely less on the running game this season, which may be a downside for fantasy. But, you know, now he's got an even better offense. Uh, Andre Hopkins, uh, he already had him. But now they got AJ Green. Um, their offensive line is going to mostly stay the same. But now you have a running back competition between James Conner and, um, man, I can't remember my information today. There's another running back there. Anyway, um, so, you have a good offense, and then the defense is going to force a lot of turnovers, of course. Um, you have uh, JJ Watt, Chandler Jones, who points out of Cardinals, but we'll see where that goes. Uh, Buda Baker. They don't have um, Pat- Patrick Peterson, which is a downside, but I-, I just think everything really points his way, other than maybe the running thing, and he's in a division, you know, with some. Okay, defenses. You have uh the Rams, which is probably the best defense in the NFL. Uh the 49ers is actually probably the worst in the division. And the Seahawks are moderate. You know, this is a good is a good division. So i would probably put Kyler Murray second or third on my quarterback list and uh second or third with Kyler Murray. Probably actually second. I would put Josh Allen um Sorry, we're having a little technical difficulties. I don't know what that is. I'm just having a little trouble. I don't know if you guys can hear it. Or something like... I don't know. Anyway, um, so Josh Allen, uh, he, he's a quarterback, uh, great arm. He's really improved last season. Um, plus, he has Stefan Diggs as target. He has Dawson Knox, who's one of the say second-tier tight end in the NFL Uh. Really good defense, uh, not in great division. It looks like Josh Allen's gonna have a really good year this year. Um, as I think he will many years in the future. So Josh Allen is my number two quarterback. I'd actually probably put Kyler Murray at three, Patrick Mahomes number one. Um, running back, uh, number one is gonna be Derrick Henry. Um, you know he doesn't really have that pass catching upside to him, but come on, if you're rushing to, if you're rushing nearly a thousand yards or 600 yards, or whatever it was, over the next best running back, like, who really needs to catch the ball, um, he gets an insane amount of touchdowns. I think he got 17 rushing and one passing, but I, I, can't remember anything right now, maybe too early or something like that, um, so, yeah, but I, I think he, he could drop down maybe second, if, um, Let's say, uh, my number two running back uh, catches enough passes. Should be Alvin Kamara. He has both the running upside and the catching upside. Um, he can. He ran over a thousand yards last season. Uh, just over a thousand, but it's not that high for a top three. Um, it's pretty low for a top three fantasy running back. But he's also the best. Um, one of the best. Uh, pass catching running backs in the entire NFL. Um, he's basically, like, a wide receiver number two who can also run for a 1,000 yards every season. That's how I like to describe Alvin Kamara. Um, so he's my number two running back, and number three is Dolphin Cook. He's not on a team with a great offense. Kirk Cousins is a low, uh, low in comparison to other quarterbacks, like, quarterback 28. Uh, he's, like, a very low QB1 in the NFL, um. Kyle Rudolph's gonna be gone. He's not on a great team, but otherwise, I'd probably put him, if he's on, like, let's say the Dolphins, I would probably put him at, um, number two of Alvin Kamara, because he, he just puts up so many run, rushing yards. So, that's my running backs. Let's go to a wide receiver. So, number one, of course, I have Devontae Adams. Um, he, you have to get him in the first round though. Um. You know he, he's a player who's he's, he's been consistent um uh these last couple years with uh, the last two years with his um rushing uh stuff. he I think he had an injury like once kind of at the end of last season um of course I can't remember yeah. Tuesday morning whatever um and uh FYI I don't know what time you're listening to this but for me right now it's nine which is really early to record a podcast um yeah, he's been really consistent, and he, he, I think he has, uh, last season, he had the most, uh, catching touchdowns, pass catch touchdowns, I can't talk, um, yeah, anyway, you get my point, uh, he had the most catching touchdowns area, that's what I was looking for, um, and my number two is gonna be Stephon Diggs, um, I really want to be able to get this guy in uh, my fantasy draft, let's just hope, that I get a good enough position to draft him. Um so Spawn Diggs, uh he he's one of those wide receivers. He really has everything. Um you know he can uh break your ankles on a I don't know, just a route. Um he has amazing pass catching, all that stuff. And or he could do a jet sweep and take it twenty yards down the field. Um he has it all as a wide receiver. Um, and he's he's really close, in Devontae Adams, in my opinion. Um, I feel that like Devontae Adams is going to get more targets than Stephon Diggs because there's not as many targets on the Packers as there are on the Bills. Um, and number three is Tyreek Hill, but a close number four is Justin Jefferson. Um, so depending on who you think uh, is better, you can take one of those two, but I'm going to say Tyreek Hill just because he's on the Chiefs. And not the Vikings. Tyreek Hill is one of those like fast wide receivers, wide receivers who can really uh, beat you downfield. Um, he's a red zone threat. He has all that stuff. He's like um, that's why his nickname is literally the cheetah. Uh, I think his nickname describes him as a wide receiver. And we're gonna go to tight end now. Number one for me is going to be. um, and know I'm forgetting everything. Uh, wow, okay. Um, wow. Um, tight end. Uh, wow, okay. Um, let's see. No, tight end. Uh, I'm forgetting his name right now. Um, let's see. Oh, there we go. Travis Kelsey. Okay. Travis Kelsey, um, is for the Chiefs. You know, he, he might see a little bit of a drop off because he's getting a little bit up there in age. Um, uh, not that that's really affected him that much last year or the previous years, but, um, uh, he, he's really, you know, he gets a lot of passes for the team he's on. He gets like 20% of the targets or something like that, which is crazy. Um, and it's called Hog Rate, which is, Weird stat. Um, but I actually find it quite nice. I like that stat. Um, and uh, yeah, he he's got it all. He can block, he can catch, um, which is really two things you need out of tight end. Um, most tight ends in the NFL are really they can catch or they can block. It, It takes, um, there's only a very small handful of tight ends that can do that in the NFL, and he does it at the best, probably at both. Um, or definitely the best pass catching tight end in the NFL. Um, I'm not quite sure he's the best run, uh, best blocking tight end in the NFL. Um, but you know he's on a great team. I expect him to get a lot of fantasy points. And he has like three more fantasy points every game than the next best player, which doesn't seem like a lot. Just three fantasy points. But if you take that over all the games, which is like 17, um, 17 games, I will say 14 some people don't make the playoffs, so say fourteen. Uh, running times that by three. If you can do any math, I believe that would be forty-two. Wait, no. I need to get back to school, cheese, which starts up next week. So we might have a slightly less frequency because uh, me and Oliver start back up school next week. Cheese. Uh, three times twelve. Well, three times no, that'd be 36, I said 42, wow, that's 30, what, it's 3 times 14, wow, uh, yeah, that would be 42, I was right, yay, um, uh, 42 fantasy points, it is a very big difference over the course, um, of the season, plus, he, he's, like, the only tight, I think he had the most, uh, 20 plus point fantasy games this season, um, it shows how dominating he is, plus he's really consistent, he doesn't get a ton of injuries. Um, so, tight end number two, we have TJ Hawkins, not TJ Hawkins, I'm sorry, George Kittle. Um, George Kittle, uh, he, he's like, um, he reminds me a lot of, uh, Travis Kelsey, but, like, reverse. He's really good at running, he's like number one at blocking, and number two at pass catching in the NFL. Um. But since he missed some time last year to injury, I'm gonna put him at tie down number two. Um and plus he's on a slightly worse team and he doesn't quite have as many targets as uh Travis Kelsey does. Yeah, I can't I can't remember Travis Kelsey's name today. That's funny. Also, um we got feedback for uh the stuff last week, which was it's been so it's been a week since I did podcast. Um it's because I just haven't had time and um I just haven't had time and I haven't really been able to prioritize it since oliver has been gone. So I've just been really busy this week. Um for AFC South Record Predictions and um AFC South Record Predictions and NFC West uh NFC West oh, no, NBA West, also a draft, um, Oliver won the NFC South record, predict- AFC South record predictions, I'm so sorry, and I had the better NBA West draft, okay, um, uh, each, uh, we each won by three votes, which is, is the largest margin so far, um, so, uh, let's see, we have, um, uh, tight end number three is, oh yeah, if you guys have, uh, any listener mail you want to send in, any feedback, anything like that, greatly appreciated, um, you guys can send in to the Selling Podcast, oh, sorry, I thought Oliver was there, at email.com. that's all Laura case, so, uh, I actually haven't said, so i have already thoughts about that so far, but don't worry, I'll get there when we get to NBA news, um, TJ Hawkinson's, uh, tied in number three, he's really shown out so far, uh, this off season. um, it looks like he's gonna have a breakout season this year, and, um, he's on a team where he's really gonna get all of the, um, targets this year, and plus, Jared Goff isn't a terrible quarterback, um, you know, he's okay-ish, I mean, he just went to Super Bowl, or whatever, um, didn't win it, Uh you know, he's an okay quarterback, um, um, so, I, I think TJ Hawkinson is primed to have a good year this year, um, unless a certain rookie Kyle Pitts <laughs> um, takes over as uh, he has a really breakout season this year, kind of like what uh, Justin Jefferson had last year. Okay. Um, now we have kickers. Uh, I'm just going to go through this real quick. Uh, number one, Harrison Butker, is he's really consistent, um, and plus he'll be kicking probably the most uh, kicks, would be kicking the most, uh, since he's on the Chiefs, uh, number two is Jason Sanders, um, I think he really had a good year last year, um, plus, again, he'll be kicking a lot, it really just depends mostly on the team and how good the kicker is, it's, like, 60% team and then, like, 40% the kicker for fantasy, um, and number three is Young May Koo for the Falcons, he might not be getting a ton of kicks, but I guess the Falcons don't confront <laughs> that much, in the red zone. Sad, sad, sad. Um. And, uh. You know, he. I think he's missed something like three field goals the last two years. Um. Two of which were in preseason games. So, uh. He's a really good kicker. Um. I, I don't have Justin Tucker in that top three. Because he, he's his consistency has dropped off the last couple years. But, Doran he's still at number five out of 32. Pretty high. In the NFL. Um. And for defensive starters, Rams, I have them number one, Washington football team is number two, and Bucks are my third defense. Um, I'll scroll through the rest of the list. Pittsburgh, four. Ravens, five. Uh, Bills, six. Colts, seven. Dolphins, eight. Browns, nine. Pats, 10. And 49ers, 11. If you can't get any of those defenses, maybe you should be picking defensive starters a little earlier. Um. Okay, now we're going to go sleepers. Uh, Since this episode's gone a little longer than I had hoped for so far, um, I'm just going to go through this quick. Uh, Quarterback number one is Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know, most people don't give him the credit I think he deserves. Um, But, you know, in last year, well, last three years, he's uh, ranked quarterback 18 on fantasy football, which isn't that high. But most people have him as a quarterback number two. And that's a really high quarterback number two, though. Like that's number four quarterback number two. Well, that's like number six quarterback number, two. it is pretty high. And um, he's been really consistent. He, he's a veteran too, so he's not gonna throw a ton of interceptions. Um, and it looks like Washington football team is gonna get a little bit better. But you know that might be um the bad end. He's going on to a different team. will just hope he does good. But you know, with backups, sometimes you can just take a risk. Um. Daniel Jones, I'm going to put him at number two. This is kind of a make or break season, and I I think he'll make it. Um, uh, we have Saquon Barkley's coming back. uh the defense is getting better. I, I just don't see a reason not to like the Giants going into the season. Um, and then or at least the thing that they want to prove. And then at number three, I have Trey Lance. Um, every year it seems that there is one quarterback who really shines the rookie year. Uh, last year was Justin Herbert, who actually played, who actually um was quarterback number 8 which was which is a high quarterback which is like a mid quarterback number 1 for fantasy football um which you know if you have uh two mid quarterback ones uh or a high quarterback one or whatever um you know i think with backups you you this is where you take risks um you can play a little more safe with your starters but um with your bench players uh you should take risks and stuff like that that's just my thoughts on it um, especially a running back, uh, don't drop any Frank Gores or whatever like that, because yeah, you know, he is consistent, um, he's consistently putting up the same numbers, doesn't really get injured a ton, but on the same end, like, he's had like one 16, like one game, uh, where he had 16 and a half more points in like the last four years or something like that. Um, so I think Trey Lance has, um, you know, he'll have George Kittle, Um, Brandon Ayuk this season. Um, We'll see if he starts, though, because he'll have to fight Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, So, I think with the quarterback backup, you should really uh, look into it a little more. Um, I I don't think Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields are on a good enough team. Uh, Plus, Justin Fields has a really tough schedule this year. Um, Anyway, so... Yep, that's my quarterback sleepers. Uh, running back, I have, um, one is Travis Etienne. Uh, he looks like I, I try to have one rookie in this every single time. Um, just because of, uh, you know, um, you know, one rookie is going to do great every season. You know, just take a risk and see if, uh, it will pay off. So, Travis Etienne, uh, running back number one. Um, he's on a team, uh, where I think he's gonna get a, one of the more run-happy teams in the NFL, um, Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, plus, you know, he kind of has that, uh, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence connection, almost like Travis Lawrence, which, not a NFL player, um, at least, I don't know, um, and number two, Trey Sermon, um, uh, two rookies in a row, he, uh, I, I personally think I forget what team he's on on. Um, I think he was drafted like fifth round though, so it's not that bad. Um I think he'll have a really good year. Uh he really proved himself at Ohio State. And yeah, I think I'll have a good year this year. Um and let's see, there's not a ton of good sleeper running backs. Um I would say running back either take a rookie or the best left, as long as they're not like a Frank Gore type player not say Frank orr is bad or anything he's just not a very good fantasy player um let's see um uh, probably be latavius Murray uh, number three, but that's that's like where you get like real risky. He might not even make the team this year, but um last year uh I got beat because um the other player the other guy uh I think he had um dalvin Cook. Uh, one of his running backs, the other one, I think, was James White, or something like that. He had a buy, so he played Latavius Murray, and then he put up, like, 13 points, and I got beat. Um, Latavius Murray, uh, he, he plays on the Saints, he's a backup, but he's been a really good fantasy, probably the best fantasy running back backup, but, uh, if you want to track me on that, because I'm probably not right, you guys can send up do the telling podcast at you.com that is all lowercase. it's not as fun as that, Oliver, um, but I think if he makes the team, he'll put up a ton of fantasy points this year, um, especially considering they're going to have to rely on the run game more since Michael Thomas has dropped off a little bit, um, and uh, uh, you don't really have a great quarterback situation either. So we're going to run back now. First, Jerry Judy, um, in place for the Broncos. Uh, he's going to get a ton of targets this year. Uh, quarterback situation's getting better. Either A, you're gonna get Teddy Bridgewater, a better quarterback than Drew Locke, or B, you're gonna get Drew Locke, who's a better quarterback than Drew Lock Drew Drew was last year. I mean, you're only gonna get better at the quarterback situation this year. Um, you're getting better defense, and I think Jerry Judy's just gonna have a better year. Although, uh, all the wide receivers last year were kind of disappointing from the draft. Um, at number two, I have um, uh, Michael Pittman, um. You know he had a good season last year as a rookie, but I think he'll do even better this year. Um, With the Colts, uh, they're gonna have to be they're gonna be a little more run happy this season. But he's gonna take over as wide receiver number one um, instead of T. Y. Hilton this year. At least he's expected to. So that's why I have him uh, as my number two. And then at number three, you know you really have a throw up between who's gonna be the better wide receiver this year. Is it gonna be Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, or Jalen Waddle? I'm just gonna go Jamar Chase. Um because he has that Joe Burrow connection, I think. Um, you know, Jalen Waddle, he uh for the Dolphins, um he might get a lot of targets, but I'm not sure he's gonna do great this season. But I'd probably put him at second over Devontae Smith since the Eagles aren't in a, are probably in the worst situation. Um and Jamar Chase, uh the Bengals only got better this off season, so I think that really helps this case. Uh tight end. Um there's not a ton of sleeper tight ends which I learned. Um I would say one is Irv Smith. Uh Kyle Rudolph is gone, so he's gonna get a lot more targets. Number two, Anthony Frisker. Um he was number two in Hog Rate, which is, you know, the amount of targets for your entire team. Uh which is what I said earlier for uh um, Travis Kelsey. Uh, he plays number two. Um, I forget what team he plays for. Uh, yeah, I think he plays for the Titans. Um, in which case, he'll get a lot of targets. Um, and number three is Dawson Knox, who plays for the Bills. Um, you know, he, he's a he's one of the, like second tier tight ends, and he usually drops a little bit. So, if you can't really get a solid tight end, um, you, you don't get one of the top five. Um, I would suggest getting Goss and Knox, Irv Smith, or Anthony Frisker is pretty safe to get any of them, um, and, uh, as sleepers, um, kicker, uh, I only have, like, two because they're not, kicker sleepers are not, like, really a thing, um, so, one is Ryan up. um, he might fall a little bit, um, because people are like, hey, the Buccaneers are gonna score so much, they won't even, he's, he's mostly gonna get... Uh, he's mostly just going to get, um, field goal, uh, attempt, not field goal attempts, extra point attempts. Uh, but, you know, I don't, yeah, he will get a lot of that, but why won't he get field goal attempts either? Uh, regular ones. on uh, Tyler Bass, I think for the Rams, um, uh, just because he improved a lot last season. Uh, he showed the most improvement, I think, out of, maybe second most improvement, something around that, um, out of all the kickers. And I don't really have any defensive starters, sleepers, because I do not really a thing. Um, try to get one of the 11 I mentioned previously, and we'll see you. Um, we have Atlanta Falcons trivia now. Um, This episode is going to last long, I guess. Uh, so, first question. What year were the Atlanta Falcons founded? Was it... Sorry. Uh, my outline. What year were the Atlanta Falcons founded? Was it 1955? 1965? Nineteen seventy-five or nineteen eighty-five? Okay, I know this one. It is nineteen sixty-five. Uh, yep, correct. Uh, June thirtieth, nineteen sixty-five. Oh, so we just passed that a little bit ago. But I guess like a month and a half ago. Okay, who was the first head coach of the Atlanta Falcons? Norm Van Brocklin, Marion Campbell, Norb Hecker, or Don Shula? Okay, I'm pretty confident it's Norpecker because I think Norm Norm Van Brocklin was the quarterback at that time, but I can be confident. Yep, it was uh Norpecker. Um yep. Uh he was a green, he was the Green Bay Packers assistant. Um no it, it turns out it was actually a little bit of a shocker. Um he only went four and twenty-six and uh four and twenty-six and one. Um, and then he was replaced by Norm Van Brocklin. Oh, so that's where it was. He wasn't the quarterback then. Um, it was the Atlanta Falcons' very first draft choice? Was it Jim Mitchell, Tommy Nobis, Ken Reeves, or Claude Humphrey? Okay, I'm pretty confident it was Tommy Nobis because he, he was drafted number – because uh, he, the Falcons would have drafted first that year. And Tommy Nobis is the only first-round pick in this one for the Falcons. Correct? Um, But Claude Humphrey was drafted just around this time. Uh, On November 27, 1965, Texas linebacker Tommy Nobis, the most coveted college football player in the nation, became the first-ever player drafted by the expansion Atlanta Falcons. Drafted number one overall by the Falcons, Nobis was also drafted by the Houston Oilers in the AFL draft. Um, resulting in a debate over where he should sign, far re- reach as far as outer space. An astronaut, sure Frank Foreman. Uh, anyway, he signed with the Atlanta Falcons. Blah blah blah. I'm not going to go on for a couple of minutes. This is the last up there. Um, who was the first Atlanta Falcons head coach to retire with a winning record? Nam- Norm Van Brocklin, D- Dan Reeves, Lee Bennett, or Jerry Glanville? Okay, this is the only one I do not. I'm not confident yet. I think we can cross off Norm Van Brocklin because, um, you know he. Uh, I think he might have been a little too early for the Falcons to have a winning record. I'm just gonna go Dan Reeves, uh, random guess, but maybe I'll go Norm Van Brocklin after that. Let's see. Uh, no, it was not first one wrong. Okay. No, not Norm Van Brocklin. Uh, go. So, Lee Man Bennett, yep, uh, 18, 1982, became the first Land of Falcons head coach, retired with the winning record, okay, um, who was the first Land of Falcons to amass more than 500 career receptions, Andre Risen, Jim Mitchell, uh, Alfred Jen- J- J- Jenkins, jeez, that took forever, uh, Terrence, Terrence Mathes. Man, I don't know this one either. Let's go, Terrence Mathis. Yes, it was. Let's go. I, I recognize that name. Uh, Terrence Mathis uh, made 573 uh, receptions as a Falcon. That was 1994 to 2001. Okay. Uh, when Atlanta, the Atlanta Falcons drafted quarterback Michael Vick with what pick of the 2001 draft? Uh, round one pick one. Um, round one, pick five, round two, pick nine, or round six, pick twenty-seven. It's round one, pick one. Because they've had three pick ones, I think. Oh, one was the linebacker, one was, um, Michael Dick, and I forget who the other one was. What is the name of the Atlanta Falcons mascot? Ferdinand Falcon, Freddie Falcon, Frank... Frankie Falcon or Falco? As a Falcons fan, I know this one. It's Freddie Falcon. I've never actually been in an Atlanta Falcons game, although I've been Atlanta. Um, that's a little interesting fact. Um, one Atlanta Falcons running back. This will be the last one. Rushed for a team record 1,846 yards in 1998 and led the Falcons to Super Bowl 33, only to suffer a season-ending knee, ser- knee injury in the second game of 1999. Was it Craig Hayward, Eric Pegram, Warwick Dunn, or Jamal Anderson? And, looks like we're ending with one I know. It's Jamal Anderson. Correct. Uh, he, yep, I uh, did all the following. Okay, Um. well, that ends this half of the stat line and we'll see you right after the break oops music's going a little early also we have new uh intro to the ad music so we'll see you right after the ad right here uh, break i guess right here on the stat line Guys, welcome back to this episode of the satellite As always, I'm your ho- co-host, Emmett Ross, and Oliver, of course, is not here today. Um, yep. So uh we're gonna start with NBA news for this half. Um, well, and we're gonna end with MBA news. All we have is NBA news. Um, okay, Marcus Marr and the Celtics reached a four-year deal uh worth 77 million dollars. Um uh he just became eligible for it um an extension and he so he agreed uh f- to a four year extension same seventy million seventy seven point $7. one million dollars um this brings uh him to twenty twenty uh five and tw uh twenty five twenty six. Um and uh you know I think he deserves his money. He's kind of the centerpiece of the Celtics organization more or kind of they're kind of building around him and um Jason Tatum. So uh, yeah I think this is a good idea to sign him for um until twenty twenty six. Um and uh you know they uh they got rid of some players which uh gave them some cap space this off season so maybe next off season we could see them go out and sign a big player. A big-name player, I should say. Um, next little bit of news, uh, Eric Blazdo, um, was traded to the uh, Memphis Grizzlies for Patrick Beverly, for John Rondo, and Daniel Oturu. Um, you know, the Clippers already had a ton of players. Um, they had kept a lot of players this offseason, um, so they need to get rid of some. Um. So uh getting rid of um Patrick Brevley, Jean Rondo and Daniel Tiro it was hard at uh for the Celtics, I know that. Um but it was needed. And they got a good player, Eric Blezido out of it, who's probably better than all the three of them. I think it was a smart deal by both sides. Um the Grizzlies uh need some talent right now. Um since, so kind of Ja Morant, they're about to hit his prime. Um but now they have sixteen fully guaranteed players, and you're only allowed to have twelve on an NBA roster. So I don't know what they're gonna do. Um, they could get rid of some players. They could get, they could try to get a big name like um, um, I don't know. Most are actually fully guaranteed signed right now. Um, I don't. Know. They could try getting Ben Simmons. Um, I don't know if he'd fit great there, but. I don't know what they're going to do with all these players, uh. but we'll keep you guys updated on that. And last little bit of news before we sign off for today. Uh, Philadelphia's 76ers center, Joel Embiid, uh, signed a four-year extension worth $196 million. <laughs> he just became eligible. Um, He's obviously the centerpiece of this franchise, and um, they're going to try to get rid of Ben Simmons, but I'm not sure they'll be able to do that because they're basically asking for, like, Kevin... They're asking for, like, Kevin Durant, Kyrie, and, and James Harden, basically. They're asking for, like, almost literally everything a team has, which is crazy. Um, but I think that Joel and B, the 76ers could easily be one of the better teams in the NBA if they just, they can get rid of uh, Ben Simmons. And, you know, they could trade a couple of picks. Um, You know, or something like that, to get, like, a really good player, because if you team up Joel Embiid with, um, literally anybody, uh, who is above par, um, like, who's, like, a good player, like, top-tier player, I, I think you have, uh, two, three-plus, um, Super Bowl, um, sh- NBA championships right there, um, while well, that ends this, uh, very short half of sat line, well, I guess it'd probably be, like, a tenth of this episode, um, almost actually that would be an eighth. Um, anyway, well that ends this episode. If you have any listener mail you'd like to send in, you can send that into gmail.com. That is all lowercase. And thanks to all the wonderful listeners who are just tuning in today's show, or have sent in um uh, mail. Oh, uh, oh, uh, uh, we appreciate all the listeners that have sent in mail or ones that have just. Listen to this episode. Uh we appreciate you guys. And thanks for tuning mm-hmm. in to today's music played a little early again. Well, oh, thanks for tuning in to today's episode right here on the sat line. Music for the sat line was created by Forrest Susan and Belt and yours truly. Man this episode was managed by Emma Ross, but uh the sat lines is mostly is managed by Emma Ross and Oliver Knight you next time. Right, you're on top.